This episode of Whatever is sponsored by you. You can help support the show by being a Patreon member. Go to www.patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. And for just five bucks a month, you get early access to episodes. Only five bucks a month. Patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. This is my United States of Whatever. And this is my United States of whatever. And this is my United States of whatever. Hello, everybody. What is up? Welcome to Whatever with Jason Soto, the comedy podcast that died on a night much like tonight, 40 years ago to the day. <laughs> In the exact second. Something I'm your host, horrible. Jason Solo. Join me as always is Mary Mitchell. Hi, Mary. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Jason. Hello, everyone listening. Hello. Uh, this is uh, our first episode of our spooky season. Ooh, this is a spooky yep. episode. Uh, due to planning, we're only doing two spooky episodes this month. Uh, I was hoping for four, but because of the uh, very awesome David Giancola interview. Um, he was great. Dude, like if you guys haven't listened to it yet, you should go listen to it. Um, because by the time this episode is out, that will be out. We're we're recording way this is like a super advanced episode. <laughs> like <laughs> this is like like for now us now, we're recording this in the beginning of Aug of October. Well, and August. We're recording this beginning of August, actually, is what I almost said. Um August. Yeah. Beginning of August. I, I don't know what's gonna happen and you know I mean I can only hope that the president gets corona at some point in the future, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I might predict that. Uh, I don't know. And no, seriously. Um, <laughs> beginning of October, and you're going to be listening to this towards the end of October, so everything's really screwy right now. Um, but I think it's worth it for the interview we had with uh, David. He was – I can't even – I'm so That's flabbergasted. Fantastic. I'm so flabbergasted that he did it. Yeah. I can't – so gracious and so nice and so funny yeah like if i could go back i just wish i could go back in time no pun intended to tell my <laughs> 14 year old self like guess what like you're gonna be actually talking to david giancola yeah and he's super nice and you're gonna have a great time i know that was fantastic it was amazing if my my 17 year old self watching time chasers for the first time and going oh my god this is the greatest episode ever <laughs> found out that i'm going to talk to the guy who wrote and directed that movie and i get to ask him about the crazy ass shit that happens in that movie <laughs> he would be blown away well, i know and oh my god i know and the fact that you know we got the dvds i got my dvds i don't know if you have but David Jean Cole was kind enough to send us out some free DVDs yes. of, of uh, his Anna Nicole Smith movies. And uh, I got it yesterday and uh, it even had like Edgewood Studios card on the package. Oh man. I, I, as the return. I haven't oh, got mine God. copied. I you get it today. I should be getting mine today because uh, he lives a little closer to you than me. So probably just like a hop, skip and a jump mail wise for you. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, so... Everybody go back if you haven't somehow listened to it. That was a very fun episode. I know not a lot of our listeners are MST3K fans, and I hope you didn't feel too like, you know, oh, I don't know what this is about. I hope you still enjoyed it just because of the pure yeah, like, fun I, of you it. Don't even have, 
you don't have to be in like a misty to enjoy it because if you like dishing about you know celebrities or stories about making movies or meeting famous people mm-hmm. or what goes on in the industry and stuff mm-hmm. he talks a lot about that we don't just talk about mst3k yeah talk yeah about no totally yeah and, no we talked about a lot we talked about filmmaking we talked uh about you know his influences we went over time travel movies it was it was fun yeah oh yeah and he talks about um you know, in dealing with like celebrities and what celebrities are nice and which ones yeah. aren't and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, it's definitely worth a listen. It was a great show and I hope everybody enjoys it as much as I enjoyed making it. If that, if that scoop about the celebrities he put at, wasn't at the very end of the it episode, was at the end, yeah. I would have totally, totally would have went down that rabbit hole with him. Oh my god! I know. I I, 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 I so wish he would have brought that up earlier in the episode, but since it was so late. I, you know, we yeah. had to let it go, but man, that was, that was a scoop of a lifetime. Not a lot of times you meet people that have had like direct, like encounters with actual celebrities and yeah. can actually say like, yeah. oh, this is what they're like in real life. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's amazing. He was a really funny guy too. And he was so like affable and, you know, like I said, just gracious and very, very much so. Guest. Yes. I, I hope he comes back. I hope he will come Me back. Too. And we'll do like a regular episode with him now that we get the whole fanboy slash girl stuff out of the way <laughs> about about time chasers and everything. We can just have him as a normal guest now and just, you know, talk about people in Florida farting in a Walmart or something. <laughs> yeah. As they do. <laughs> yes, they do, yes. So uh okay, so um yeah, like I said, this is uh one of two episodes we're doing this month that's gonna be spooky themed. Uh, we're gonna do something really lengthy at the end of this episode, so we're gonna we're only gonna have like a very short front ep- uh, segment here. Uh, but I did want to ask you a question, Mary, since this is uh this is the the, the Halloween season, the scary season. Um, first off, do you believe in ghosts? I used to, but I really don't anymore. Okay. I mean, in a sense, I suppose, like, maybe a ghost isn't necessarily, like, the actual spirit of a dead person. Maybe it's a feeling. I don't Mm. know. That's a tricky question, because when I was a kid, I really, like, my entire world was ghosts. I was, like, obsessed. Did you ever read, like, those ghost books and stuff? Like, you know, like, paranormal mysteries and stuff like that. (laughs) That was, like, my jam when I was a kid. And then I got older, and I eh, became more of a skeptic on that type of thing. I definitely do not believe in ghosts in the sense like, you know, uh, Sylvia Brown and, like, I am I can see the ghost of Yanni Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see. I, it's weird. Like, for me, I, I was like you. Like, yeah, when I was younger, I did. Um but i feel like at this age i'm you know i'm freaking 40 years old right now i feel like at some point if there was ghosts i would have encountered one somewhere yeah <laughs> yeah and it's just kind of like it's like you know um what like i i, I don't want to agree with like you know I, I had a friend that was into ghost hunting and she took me along on one of her ghost hunting things where they went to this house at night and stuff and they're all walking around with these freaking meter things and like oh yeah yeah yeah. and it's like you guys look like a bunch of idiots (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing walking around this house with a fucking meter you know like this is so so ridiculous (laughs) yeah 
Like, I feel like if ghosts do exist, they're not what we... I mean, there's definitely things in this universe, let's be honest, that we can't explain, that we'll never understand, you know, but whether it be, like, an actual ghost of, like, whoa, you know, no. No. I just can't... I wish I could believe in ghosts. I don't have any animosity towards the idea of ghosts. I like the idea of them, but I just can't... Like you said, like I'm I'm 36, I'm going to be 37 soon, and I feel like if there was ghosts, I would have had something, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm pretty sure I've been through many a haunted building or a house, you know, in my in my travels of this great planet and uh I've not encountered anything. Um, I if there's ghosts. Okay, so a, a few years ago, my husband and I went to Gettysburg and we stayed in the oldest bed and breakfast in Gettysburg, which was used as a hospital during the battle. So this very building that I was staying in was, had people dying in it that were from the battle of Gettysburg. They they even had pictures of um, soldiers using books as pillows and bleeding Mm. all over the place and stuff like that. I stayed a night in that place and well, actually no two nights. And I we specifically chose um, the oldest room in the house because I guess there were add-ons, but we we were in the oldest room in the house, and I didn't see or hear anything. Neither did Jr. But mm. I can tell you, it was fucking creepy as shit. Really, really. <laughs> like I I slept with the TV on and the light on, and I barely like the only way I could actually get to sleep was I drank wine and. I was able to sleep from that, but barely. And mm. Jr. was the same thing. He he was just up all night and like you know just because it's creepy. I mean, yeah. maybe that's what a ghost is. Maybe it's that feeling that you know that something horrible happened there, and there's <laughs> like you know some sort of energy because there's definitely something weird. You can tell it's like oh my god, your brain plays tricks on you. Right. See or anything. You know, it's not like something manifested itself. It was more of like a, a creepy feeling, you know. But it was right. really cool. It was cool. But yeah. I mean I feel like if I was if ghosts were real I would have seen them there. Yeah. Or else. You know. <laughs> so okay. So I guess this leads to my next question and it sounds like it's gonna be a no, but I'll ask anyway. Do you do you think at any point in your life, even when you were younger, you might have seen a ghost? Like did you think yes. you've seen something that's like yes. that might be a ghost? I don't know. Yes. You have. Yes. Okay. I ha- I have a weird this has always been one of those things that I've never Okay, I don't know if it's just like brain playing tricks on me or what, but okay, so my aunt Cindy, who you see on my Facebook a lot, she always likes my posts. Uh-huh. Um she lives in this really old house and it's always, you know, been like the rumor in my family that it's haunted. And my aunt Cindy, she has like um really weird kind of like almost like ESP type things that end up happening to her, even though she doesn't really believe in that stuff. So really every, yeah. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on with my aunt Cindy in that, in that sense. So she's always kind of had, and she, she said, you know, I feel like this house is haunted. They've had weird experiences in that house, not just me, but like a lot of people, even who don't believe in ghosts have had weird experiences in the house. So this is my, um, when I was like probably 10 or so, I was at her house and I was in the backyard and she had a swing set up back there and I was on it with my cousins and I was swinging and 
in the back of the swing set, like the way her yard is designed, there's like a garden in the back and then like an empty space be behind that. So if you're on the swing set, when you go back, you can see into that little garden space. Mm. You know, like when you go back on the swing and it brings you up, you can see a little garden space. I went back on the swing and I saw like a, like an arm with the sleeve, like somebody wearing like an old type, um, button up shirt. Like this is the best I've ever been able to describe it. And probably so stupid, but you know, like the, the shirt, the type of shirts that Kramer on Seinfeld wears where they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. it was like exactly (laughs) like one of those, but it was like a shoulder with the shirt sleeve and then an arm coming down. Like it looked like someone standing behind the bush in the garden. It was Mm. very clear and it was in the daytime. And I was like, Oh, Whoa, there's somebody behind there. Why is there somebody in the garden? And then I got off the swing and I went around. There was nobody there, but I know I saw something and I've never been able to explain that. That's like one of those things like, you know, by the time I'm old and, you know, I'll never been, I'll still look back at that. Like, what the fuck was that? That was weird. It was so clear, like an arm, a man's arm with the sleeve and then the shoulder with the shirt. Like, I don't know. That's Yeah, that's, that sounds creepy. Yeah. That's, that's my weird ghost story. But yeah, my, that house is creepy. It's also my favorite house in the world, but. <laughs> have you ever had one? <laughs> um okay, so I don't want to be called a liar. Even I said like earlier I've not seen a ghost whatever. I don't know if this counts because I'm not sure what happened. And I don't want to say this was a ghost. <clears throat> so just a little setup. I think I yeah, I talked about this when we were talking about the parades uh, a few episodes back. Uh I lived uh in an apartment above a bar and um there were 10 apartments and most of the tenants in these apartments were basically like the drunks who would frequent the bar <laughs> often. <Convenient>. Yeah. <laughs> like most, yeah, mo- most of like good. You know, there was me and my mom. Uh, there was a couple of the waitresses who worked at the bar. And then uh, there were two, old guys who were just always in the bar just like all they did was just drink all day then they came upstairs slept it off and then would just repeat non-stop okay that's basically what they did and then there would be like a roving of tenants through the other buildings okay so one of the two old guys who was in the apartments he had an apartment uh, see, i don't know how to explain a picture like the letter t a capital t all right mm-hmm. so this is going to be the apartments the capital t on the left uh, side of the the top part of the T was our apartment, all right? Okay. Now, when you walk down to the middle of the T and then go down, at the other end of the T on the bottom was this old guy's apartment that I'm about to describe to you, okay? I'm just giving okay. you, like, visual yeah. reference, all right? Okay. So, one day, um, I'm like... Shit, this had to have been like when I was nine or ten, maybe, maybe eleven. Um, I'm leaving my we're leaving my apartment. It was like a summer day, I think. I was just going out just to be outside because it was summer. <clears throat> and um, on the other end of the apartment, I saw the old guy just standing outside of his apartment, and he was just standing there. And he didn't say anything to me. He normally says hi to me when he sees me, but he didn't say anything. He was just kind of standing there. Was he and- facing you? He was. He just kind of looking at me. He looked. He looked a little off, but like you know, he was a fucking 
drunk old guy, so they all look kind of off. So, you know, I didn't know any difference. So I was like, you know, I can't remember his name right now, honestly. Uh, like, hey, Dave or whatever his name was. Uh, and he didn't say anything, so I was like, okay, weird. And I just left. I just walked out the door. And, by the way, this was on the second floor of the building. And the stairs was like two flights of stairs to go up to these apartments. So mm. so the the stairs was like in the middle of the T, like the, the the yeah, middle of the T basically. So we're so I'm going down the stairs and then I go out to play. I come back home like later and there's like a shit ton of ambulance like people oh, like outside. Shit. Okay. Nobody get ahead of me yet. <laughs> so there's a shit ton of ambulance, right? And so my mom's there, and I say, "What happened?" And then she's like, "Oh, they found Dave's dead body in the uh, in the apartment." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so weird!" Because I just saw him before I left, oh. like three hours ago. And then they were like, three hours ago, he died last night." Oh. And I was like, "What?" That gave me goosebumps. <laughs> I go- literally like that's creepy no. as fuck. Yeah, and I'm like, "No, what? Like, are you fucking kidding?" No, I saw. I. Swear to again, I'm like 10, 11, right? So they're like, fuck this kid, you know, what the fuck does he know? But I was like, no, I promise you, he was standing outside of his apartment when I left this morning or like 11 o'clock in the afternoon. And they're like, no, Ooh, he died last night. Like, creepy. He, yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I never really told that to anybody because I, I've, I feel like no one's going to believe me. No, I believe <laughs> you. That's creepy. Because it's weird. It's so weird. But, like, that's the yeah. only time something like that has ever happened to me. So I don't know if maybe I imagined it. Maybe I'm misremembered. I don't know. But I swear to you the, the time of events was I left that morning. I saw him outside of his apartment. And then I went outside to, like, a park and played for a little bit. I came back. They found him dead. And he said he died last night. Now, they also – I don't know how f- well they determined that he died last night. Like – you know, like, was, does he, like, super, like, rigor, like, I don't know, but science, CSI yeah. type stuff, you know what I mean? So, I don't know where they're getting the idea from that he could have possibly have died last night. Um, again, he was a drunkard who all he did was just sit in a bar and drink for, like, nine hours. So, you know, his, his complexion was probably not the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't, so, I don't know. I mean take that for what you want i'm not gonna say full on i saw a ghost or a spirit or anything um but that is a little creepy it, yeah it, that's I, a I think i do think about that from time to time and i was like did i really see a ghost like that would be the only time i in my life i can recall seeing a ghost so yeah that's weird that's mm. weird it's like yeah. i've heard other people's ghost stories and like people who i believe you know what i mean like i've heard people that you know i obviously trust their word and it's it's creepy like i feel like everybody has something some kind of story about yeah 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 um there's this buzzfeed show that i watch uh it's called buzzfeed how's it called like buzzfeed true crime or something um it's hosted by these two guys who are basically comedians uh but they typically talk about like true crime stuff but then the other half of their season is they talk about like haunted like buildings and uh, places like across the country and I think even the world, um, and so the what makes this what makes this interesting to watch is one guy whose name's Ryan. He's very much into like everything. He's into like ghosts and he's like this place is haunted and oh my god that noise is a ghost and all this stuff. And there's this other guy named Shane who does not believe in any of this shit. 
and he's just like you know whatever this dude's fucking crazy and <laughs> and and so they make an interesting pair because you get like both sides of like the story because like they're, they're and Scully or something. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's like they go like this one time they went to this bar and it was like um the bar like the the owners claimed that like the basement there was like there was like all kinds of ghosts in the basement because it was used for something crazy in like the Civil War or something, um, and so they go down to the basement and there's like this room that they said this is the room where the ghosts like typically hang out in, and so you get the one guy who believes in the ghosts who's like scared to go into this room and he's like freaking the fuck out, <laughs> and then you know the other guy the other guy he's always agitating him and he's like hey ghost this is Ryan he hates your guts and he wants to see you dead and the other guy's like why are you saying that you can't say that they're gonna haunt me <laughs> and it is fucking hilarious and i i highly recommend it if i can remember the name of the show but it's like buzzfeed supernatural or buzzfeed true crime or something if you just google it i'm sure you'll find it um but i don't know i find shit like that like hilarious like i would watch a lot more of those like ghost busting shows if it was like that you know what i mean yeah i i like i said i have a friend that was into that and she Always wanted me to watch those paranormal investigation shows. They made me just want to like jump out the window. Like, it's so bad. They're so bad. So it's you like, don't think those shows are real either, right? What? You don't think those shows are real? No, no, absolutely, like none of them. <laughs> absolutely, unequivocally, no. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, I feel your presence. Like, it's just that. That, that is a bunch of hooey. um there was a uh i think it was a documentary about this house in gary indiana uh which is where i lived for a time uh not the house in gary indiana (laughs) just to make that clear (laughs) i just want to make it clear i lived in gary indiana not the house i'm about to talk about (laughs) i don't even know where the house was honestly because gary's bigger than people seem to think it is um it's like a really big city and so, like, you know, I lived in, like, a very small, like, towards the edge of Gary, like, almost out of the city, in fact. Um, so this was, like, in Gary proper. But there was this house. It's called, like, Demon House or something. And it was, like, apparently, like, anyone who tried to live there, they it was basically, like, the Amityville Horror. Like, anytime anyone tried to live there, they couldn't last more than, like, a week because uh, they just hear all these creepy voices and things banging around and people were getting like hurt and stuff like that and then they leave and so they made a documentary about this that i haven't seen yet i really been wanting to check this out and i might check this out for you know the spooky season we got going on here um hashtag spooky season i'm trying to make it a thing um <laughs> <laughs> but um but it sounds like yeah, it sounds like you don't really believe in those kind of shows and stuff like that. No, not absolutely not those shows, the paranormal type. <clears throat> you know, it's just. Did you ever that, watch the? Did you ever watch what? the MTV show Fear? Was <laughs> that that old MTV show? It was about like the two thousands, like right when Jackass was popular. Yeah, it was an MTV thing. I saw like an episode, of, or even like just a commercial for it. I'm like, ugh. Like th- those types of shows where they get like the people and they're like, oh, they can. Like, it's just, <laughs> ugh, I just cannot. You know, that's like where that's where I I feel like I go from like being like possibly hmm, maybe there's something out there, and then I see shit like that. It's like, no, there isn't. <laughs> 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 you know, it's, it's just like so like. 
<laughs> Fair. Um, I was a fan of the show Fear. Like, I, I don't know if I necessarily believed that the places they were at were haunted, but it was entertaining to watch. Um, just because, like, everybody that was involved was so scared. Like, they were so fucking terrified that their life was going like, to the end. Light, the night vision cameras. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so scared. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the people would be so scared that they, like, left in the middle of it. Because, like, if you got to survive the night, you got, like, $10,000 or something. Uh, but, like, people were like, no, fuck this, I'm out. And then it would be like, like, Jerry left. <laughs> or something like that. And then it would be like, okay, it's down to three people. Um, but, like, the, the weird thing is, I would probably do that show. Would you do the McKamey Manor? Ooh, what's that? Okay, that is actually really fucked up. <clears throat> is um, there is a, well, it's a not a haunted house, but this guy runs this thing called McKamey Manor. I don't even know if they're still open because. Oh. I think did I you know hear what this about is. that? The 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 thing they make the people go through and. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I would not do that. Yeah, no, that's that's either. too much. Because for anyone out there who may not know, um. What was I watching? I was watching a movie or something, and they the guy went to this to to do this. I can't remember what I was watching. Oh, it was a Netflix show about this guy who travels to different parts of the world, and he did this thing. So yeah. there's this guy. It's like in Kentucky or Ohio or somewhere in the Midwest, and he runs this thing. I imagine this is what you're talking about. I hope this is the same thing we're talking about here. Um, he basically makes you sign this waiver that says, yeah. you know, if um, uh, whatever's gonna happen tonight, you know, you're not gonna sue us. We're not responsible yeah. for your death, stuff like that. And then he basically tortures you for like eight hours. Yeah, and like humiliates you. He like, yeah, like I saw yeah. videos of people going through it. There's a ton of them on YouTube. You can just look them up. Um, but they like make you wear like um, a onesie, like you know, mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh onesie or something. Yeah. And then they like, you know, make you like, you know, they slap you around and make you eat like dog shit and just like horrible. Exactly. Yeah. They were ripping people's hair out in clumps. And yeah, making, yeah. 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 Like, it's just terrible. Absolutely the, terrible. The but. one I saw was like they uh so they they made the guy like go in water for like twenty minutes. And this is, like, in October in, like, the Midwest, which right right now it's, like, 80 degrees. But typically it's, like, 40 (laughs) degrees in the Midwest. And so then they have to then do everything else soaking wet. And it's, like, yeah, they, like, punch you in the face. They sick dogs on you. Um, They, like, you know, put you in, like, wigs and makeup and, like, like, seriously, like, humiliate you, torture you. Um, I feel like one guy, like, lost a tooth. Like Steve yeah, I was did just something. about to say they do it. They have like a. Um, I think you do like a sort of a lottery thing where you like pick and anyone who like you know you pick the shortest straw or whatever you have to go to the dentist and it's like yeah a, a room with a dental chair and they do like they rip your teeth out and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why the okay. fuck would you want to? So to answer your question, no, I would not do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't either. I um, can't even like go to the like, local haunted houses. Like when I was a kid, I went to one. Uh... It was fucking horrifying. <laughs> I have not. I have not been to like a haunted house in forever, and I keep yeah. wanting. I felt like I was gonna go this year, and then of course we're in this fucking situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point because I was gonna say I hate anything that involves like people touching you. You know what I mean? Oh, like, a haunted house. Okay. Like, I hate being touched, mm. and like that's that's like a thing. Like that's I, their I thing. Like, yeah. Ugh. That is their like, thing. They just touch you. They touch you and. 
It's like, you know, when you go to like one of those like things like a, at a theater and like they have a cat, like the cast comes out and like wants you to dance with them or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I haven't been in a haunt. Oh, I think the last time I was in an actual haunted house, I was a literally a kid. Yeah, I was a kid too. Like, my dad is making it worse because I remember there was this part where, um, so I went in with my dad. My mom and my brother went up ahead, but I was with my dad. And there was a part where you like go over like this. In retrospect, it's probably like the crappiest haunted house too. But I was little, and there was like this part where you like go over like this bridge thing. And uh-huh. there's like a a grate on it, and like these little <clears throat> fake hands like reaching up and start like grabbing it at you. And I and I remember my dad going, "They're grabbing at your feet. They're grabbing at your feet." And I was like, <laughs> I was like so scared. <laughs> In reality, it was probably just like plastic hands or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was a total puss when I was a kid, though. So I mean, I I. I had a full fucking breakdown scared because of a glow-in-the-dark skeleton that I bought for myself. (laughs) (laughs) I bought a rubber glow-in-the-dark skeleton with my allowance because I thought it was cool. And that night, my brother's like, let's see what it looks like because it's glow-in-the-dark. And he shut the light off and then started, like, dangling it in front of my face. And I I was like... That's hilarious. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm very not, sorry you went through that, but that's it. fucking hilarious. Especially, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like one of those things like where it was like my brother's toy and he was like tormenting me. I bought it for myself. That's, that makes it. That's what makes it hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like it'd be one thing if like your brother bought it. Your brother brought it. You didn't even know, and he was like, "Hey, Mary." Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, it's look at this like thing I bought. Would do. No, I bought it for myself. <laughs> and then when we were like, "Oh, it's glow in the dark," shut the light off. <laughs> oh, that's funny as hell. What'd you know? What'd you know, dude? You just like throw it out your window or something? No, I think I like made my brother turn the light on, or I turned the light on, and then like. I don't know. I don't remember what happened. It's like kind of uh, like I don't really have any. I just wonder, like, did you like keep it in your room and you're just like, okay, that's that's there now, or did yeah, you put like a sheet over like it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I like gave it to my brother or something. I don't know. Like, I I don't really have any memories of it after that. That's fine. I was just wondering, like, yeah, because it's just, it's just was, funny. Uh, you bought it. You got scared of it, and then I just wondered, did you keep it or did you like get rid of it immediately after? No, like, no I that's too scared. Rid of it because like I. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, you know, I bought it for myself. I, don't, I, I definitely didn't get rid of it. I think I probably just probably had it in my room. Like, you know, there it is. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I bought it for myself. It was like literally like a Halloween decoration. Like, yeah, glow, like a no. one of those shitty rubber skeletons. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Buy this. this is cool. And then I scared myself with the thing I bought that's, for myself. I'm sorry. That's just funny. It was hilarious. That's funny. No, that's trust cool. me. If you could go back in my life and like look at, like watch videos of like me as a kid you would die laughing because i was the biggest puss like everything scared me so much (laughs) really like wow that i can't even think of an example wow that's no i know we're short on time but i gotta just gotta say this because this is the ultimate example of me being a puss when i was a kid okay so (laughs) we lived down the street from a gas station and the gas station was off of a main route i lived on a dirt road so like um we used to go to the gas station, me and my brother, to get candy. And 
it was me, my brother, and my friend Angel, who was my best friend at the time. We went down to the gas station to get some candy, and a biker, <laughs> like a guy on a motorcycle, pulled off of the main road and into the gas station to get some gas. Mm-hmm. But he pulled off kind of like the same path as us. Like we were walking like in front of him. So he was behind us and he obviously slowed down and his motorcycle was like, bump, 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 bump. and I was like, ah! and I thought he was chasing me. So I ran around the gas station. And he just happened to be in the path of the motorcycle where he was going and he was going oh. wicked slow. And I heard him laughing because my brother and Angel were pointing at me, laughing hysterically, me screaming and running around. And I heard the biker behind me laughing, too. And obviously he was laughing because it was hilarious. But in my mind, it was like, <laughs> And everybody there was, like, looking at me and stuff. Like, what the hell was that? And then, like, I ran into the store to get out of the path of the the path of the bike. And my brother and Angel were, like, they were like, oh my god, Mary, why were you scared? He wasn't even doing anything. Like, I, I legit thought I was being chased down with, by a guy on a motorcycle who was like, Whoa! Wow. Even though he was just like, literally like... Man. I was a puss. I was a total puss. Like, my, my family never let me live that one down. I don't think I would let me live that one down. Man. <laughs> and to this day, Mary doesn't like motorcycles. <laughs> I still remember the terror that I felt and like looking around and it made it even worse because I was looking around at everybody and everybody was laughing at me. (laughs) Yeah. See what? This is scary. I thought the guy was laughing. He had a woman on the back who was also laughing. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. To them, it was just like, oh, let's pull in and get some gas. And some little girl starts fucking freaking Freaking out. out. Yeah. Oh my god. That is amazing. <laughs> if I yeah. had a time machine, I would go back to that point in time just to watch that happen. Oh my god, I wish I could too. I know like I still like can picture it in my head. Like it's is oh my god. I remember like when we went back home, like my brother told my parents what happened and they started cracking up. Like it was like this it's like why is everybody laughing? That was scary. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Safe to say, I as awkward as I am, I've never had anything like that happen to me. Oh <laughs> I, I, yeah. Oof. Um, yeah. I was like born at like Weenie Hut General or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna save this story for next week. So I want to next week. I want to uh, next episode. I want to talk about. Um, spooky things we've encountered in our real life so start storing up those stories mary okay uh but i got a really good story i'm gonna share next week um with you guys uh but until then we're gonna go ahead and cut this segment short because it's time for the mixtape all right Okay, um, so I'm going to go first because I was conflicted with something. Um, the day we're recording this is the day after uh, Eddie Van Halen sadly passed oh, away from yeah. cancer. 
And so I had my pick planned uh, most of this week because we're doing, you know, spooky stuff. Uh, I wanted to do kind of kind of a, you know, like a lighthearted spooky song. Uh, but then I felt like I should pay tribute to uh, Van Halen. Uh, so then I realized, um, you know what? It's my show. The show has my name on it. I can kind of do whatever I want. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to do two songs today. So one of them's a tribute to Eddie Van Halen, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and present to you one of my favorite Van Halen songs. I didn't want to do Jump because I feel like that's very cliche, and everyone's probably gonna play like Jump when they think of you know Van Halen. Um, but I'm gonna go with Running with the Devil. <clears throat> I heard that just I heard that at the gym today. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Do you think it's because Eddie Van Halen died, or do you think that's just a weird coincidence? I think it's just a weird coincidence because I hear it almost every single time I go to the gym. There's oh, okay. A lot of songs that like have like running in them, like you know, like. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, god, that's even worse. That's somehow even worse. <laughs> I would have preferred it if there were like Eddie Van Halen died. Here's running with the devil, but they're only <laughs> playing it because it's got running in it. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Oh my god, that is they awful. Did. Maybe this is today. <laughs> So that's my tribute, you know, to Eddie Van Halen. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. You were a really good guitar guitarist, and you were highly respectable. And yeah, you. you it's really, it really cancer sucks. Let's just At, be honest. Fuck yeah, fuck cancer. Seriously, my pick, my actual music pick, or my second pick. Um, is going to probably make Mary shudder because you are a huge fan of Warren Zevon. And, oh, um, you say Zevon. That's interesting. <laughs> See, that's always been the, the thing. I, how, my dad I, always I, pit, played, said Zevon. Zevon. And yeah. my Uncle Ben says Zevon. I I'm not really sure how it said. I think I just yeah. I just picked one and I went with it. Zevon, <laughs> Warren Zevon, Zevon. Anywho. I know you're a big fan of him, and yes. this is probably like you know picking you know creep or Radiohead, but I'm gonna pick <laughs> "Werewolves of London" by Oh, Warner that's Zero. a great song. I, I fucking love that song. <laughs> okay, awesome, great. Pick. So, so that's my spooky pick uh, for the week, and then my tribute is uh, Van Halen "Run with the Devil." What, what about oh, you, Mary? What you got? Those are both, those are good picks. Um, my pick for this week is also in the spooky genre, and it's a throwback, and um, mm. it would be. The Adams Groove by MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it. Love that. That's fucking classic. That's 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 a good pick. I really I really enjoyed that. I didn't see it coming, but yes, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> so okay, here are your songs for the week for the mixtape.
you in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fuchs Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein You better not let him in Little old lady got mutilated late last night Werewolves of London again Gent who ran amok in Kent Lately he's been overheard in Mayfair You better stay away from him He'll rip your lungs out, Jim I'd like to meet his tailor Next thing you 
you know Coming in deep was a hand with the fingers I stepped Now I tried to play it on off And act like I'm having a ball But what do I see? Yo, a perm with feet Standing about three feet tall I'm not here. They do what they gonna do Say what they wanna say Live how they wanna live Play how they wanna play Dance how they wanna dance Dick and they stop a friend About the Adams, you know the hammer is with it. With Act it. a fool, no balls, swoop, goofy and randy, you know we kick it. Now it's the time to get in your mind. It's okay to be yourself. Be yourself. Take foolish pride and put it aside like the Adams. Yo, they did. That's a family. They do what they wanna do, say what they wanna say, live how they wanna live, play how they wanna play, dance how they wanna dance, dick and they still a friend. about the Adams family. They don't hurt anyone. They just like to have fun. Do you like movie podcasts hosted by inebriated people? That's Kai with the cracking voice and Heather's touched by evil. One thinks he's Spider-Man, the other is a ninja. It's the Man I Love Film Podcast. It's the MILFcast. Hey everybody, I'm Kai. And I'm Heather. And we are the host of MILFcast, the Man I Love Films podcast, the unofficial official podcast of manilovefilms.com. This is the podcast where we like to talk about what we've been watching, talk about movies, but mainly we just like to drink, be silly, and play a whole bunch of games. So we think every other week you should grab a drink, snuggle up, and let us make sweet love to your ears. Otherwise, we'll make sweet love to your couch. So come and find us on iTunes. Just search for MILFcast. Okay, so now we're going to get spooky. We're going to get real spooky. So there are these stories on the internet that are called creepy pastas, and they're basically just internet skull stories. Just you know, nothing really spectacular. But the thing about these is anybody can write these. Um, and as a result of that, some of them are good, some of them are eh. 
Uh, but Mary and I are going to read to you some of our favorite creepy pastas. Now, warning: A, this is going to be probably very long, <laughs> um, and B, might be a little too spooky for some people. So, if you're very sensitive uh, to scary stuff, you might want to turn away or get some parental permission, whatever. Uh, and uh, I'm going to provide a kind of an atmosphere uh, in the background. So um, I don't know who should go first. Um, how long is yours, Mary, do you think? Um, let's see. Like, is it more than two pages, do you think? No, it's about one page. Maybe okay. like one and a half. All right. So here, we'll do this. We'll let you go first. You can go first. So Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Mary's Creepypasta. So this is uh, the Creepypasta called The King of the Hill, The Lost Episode. And it goes. We all know about the 1997 series King of the Hill. It is still airing on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim Block, but I encountered something dark with the series sometime in late 2007. I was in a Goodwill store to buy some N64 games because that store normally had a good stock of retro games. However, I strolled over to the VHS section in the back, then just remembering that I owned a VCR. One of the first things I saw was the Titanic VHS tapes, the one that came in two tapes but it was in one dust cover. I thought it would be a good movie for me and the wife, as she had never seen it before. To ensure that the tapes would be functional, I took one of the tapes out of the dual VHS dust cover, only to see something unexpected. It was a VHS tape with a crooked sticker on it. Written in Sharpie was, K-O-T-H-S-1-E-1-N-R. I inspected the other tape, and it said K-O-T-H-S-1-E-1-N-R-P-2. I assumed it was part two. I did not know why one 22-23-minute episode took two VHS tapes, or why they were even being sold as Titanic, but I was curious. I bought the two tapes for two twenty-two. When I got home, nobody was there but me. Therefore, I had to take up the painstaking process of uncoiling the stiff coax cables in the bulky VCR. I soon turned the TV to channel 3 and began viewing KOTH-S1-E1-N-R. It had the regular opening of the first episode of King of the Hill, but without the music. It was just a silent camera panning over the city of Arlen. It began normally after that, with Bobby at the baseball game and Hank yelling at him. As we all know, Bobby did not succeed. This is where everything started getting weird. On the ride home, Hank, Peggy, Peggy and Bobby <clears throat> were just completely silent, and this went on for about three minutes. No one was angry, no one had any expression actually, just completely blank faces with only silence for company. Abruptly, as the family pulls into the driveway, it cut to the scene inside the house. Hank was yelling at Bobby for not giving it the 110%. Hank then picked up the baseball and got into a throwing position. At this point, the video quality was getting very scraggly, and the volume level was raised roughly 10%. Hank pegged the ball, and it hit Bobby's nose. Peggy was seen in the background crying, and Hank simply told her to shut the hell up. Bobby immediately cupped his nose and ran out of the room, crying the whole way. As Bobby was in the bathroom checking his nose, a social worker came to the door. Peggy greeted him as Hank sat on the sofa, relaxing as if nothing happened. From this point, the colors began to look more like the real episode. 
The scene with Hank telling the social worker off played as it did in the real episode. Suddenly, the scene from the officially aired episode cut to another scene, which was not from the real episode. It was a scene with more ragged video, yet the audio remained the same. This scene depicted Peggy sitting on the phone late at night, most likely contacting child services to tell them about Hank, how Hank purposely threw the baseball at Bobby. Hank suddenly walked through the doorway. <clears throat> he was in a, a bathrobe and had no glasses. He grabbed the phone. What the hell is this? Hank yelled. This is the Department of Child Services, was the response. Hank's face quickly turned red and slammed the phone back on the wall. He grasped Peggy by the neck. Are you going to get more of those twig boys over here to put me in prison and take my boy away? He howled. The scene cut to Hank taking Peggy to the back, by the back of the neck down the hallway to the backyard. Hank took a propane tank off the grill and shoved the valve into Peggy's mouth. The video then went silent for a minute, simply showing the propane valve in Peggy's mouth. When the scene started moving again, Peggy's eyes slowly closed and a voice was heard. Buck Strickland, forgive me for using propane for this. The only problem was that when Hank said this, Hank did not even sound like Mike Judge, the creator of the show who voiced Hank. It sounded like an older and deeper voice. The screen went black after this. I fast-forwarded through the rest of the tape to make sure there was no more content on it. There was none. I thought to myself, why so much wasted space? And at this point, I was really shaken up. I went to grab a coffee. When I got back, I popped in the second tape. It was just a black screen. I fast-forwarded to check for content and eventually came across some stuff that was really starting to scare me. It was a funeral, but there were very few colors. There was only various forms of gray and black and colors of people's faces. It just did not seem like a real King of the Hill episode. The funeral was for Peggy. Attending it was all of the Hill's neighbors, including some acquaintances such as Hank's father Cotton and John Redcorn. Even Hank was there claiming that Peggy had committed suicide. As Peggy's coffin was lowered into the hole, it faded into an overhead view of it being lowered. This part really scared the shit out of me. It was a sight somewhat highly realistic image of Peggy in the coffin. The reason I say somewhat is because it looked real but still appeared to be drawn and not a person. It was just a realistic cartoon. The scene then cut to Bobby, Hank, and Lady Bird sitting on a porch. Bobby had a queasy face and Hank had one hand on the propane tank that he had used to commit the murder. Bobby turned to his father. Why did you do it, Dad? He asked in a humble voice. I don't know, son. Hank responded. He almost sounded like he was crying. He then walked up and he stood up and walked inside, leaving Bobby and Lady Bird, who were still on the porch. It once again cut to a very dull scene with nothing but black, gray, and skin colors. It was a scene that literally made me sick to my stomach. It was Hank hanging from the ceiling with a note pinned on him. It just stayed focused on him swinging back and forth for a few minutes or so. Then it cut to the ending credits with the normal outro and theme music. I was actually kind of laughing on the inside at the fact that the show was playing the regular ending credits after all that stuff happened. I was really more confused and creeped out at it. I went on some forums and found nothing about this episode. However, I came across someone on Yahoo Answers who had a similar occurrence as me. They received a similar tape at a thrift shop in Johns Creek County, North Georgia, a place about 20 minutes away from where I got mine. I managed to get an AIM with this person, but I got no answers. I was really curious at this point, so I drove up 
40 miles and went right down to the Cartoon Network Turner Broadcasting headquarters. I knew that Fox Broadcasting made the show, but I assumed that Cartoon Network had every episode on record as they had aired them all. Beforehand, I did some research and figured out who was in charge of broadcasting King of the Hill, so I found a receptionist in the studio and demanded to talk to him. Apparently, though, I needed a guest pass of some sort. I was completely pissed off at this point, so I drove home and put on my old sheriff's uniform. I was the sheriff's for John Creek County about three years ago. I went back, and although it was unlawful, I used my badge to talk to him. When I got into his office, he was just sitting on his desk talking on his phone. I walked up to him through the tapes on his desk and demanded answers. He dropped the phone immediately and grabbed the tapes. I followed him into another office and to the other side of the building. It was a small safe in the office. He opened it up, put the tapes in, and locked it. He then told me to leave. I did not want to act like a sheriff anymore because I did not want to get in trouble with the law, so I left. I got home and flipped on the TV. Adult Swim was on, and I was relieved to see a real episode of King of the Hill. To this day, there are only two copies of this episode on four tapes that I can find anything about it on the internet. One of them, I assume, is still locked up in the Cartoon Network studios. You may possibly come across more of them in thrift shops throughout the southeast. And that's the end of that. All right. Wow. Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very much so. All right. Thank you for that. That was that was very good. Thank you. All right, so my creepypasta, uh, it is titled The Strangest Security Tape I've Ever Seen. I work at a gas station in rural Pennsylvania. It's a boring job, but it's pretty easy, and it pays all right. A few weeks ago, this new guy started. I'll call him Jeremy. Jeremy is weird. He's about 25 or 26, and he hardly speaks, but he's got the creepiest laugh I've ever heard. My boss and I have both noticed this, but it's never been a problem, so there's not much we can do about it. Customers have never complained about him, and he's always done his job fairly well. Up until a few weeks ago, anyway, that's when things started going missing. Employee theft can be a problem at any business that sells consumer goods and there's only one person working at a time at this gas station. It's a pretty small place. About two weeks ago, my boss started noticing that we were short on motor oil. At first, it was a few containers at a time, then entire shelves and boxes from the back room. Pretty soon, entire shipments would be gone the day after we got them. It would always be right after Jeremy's shift. My boss has checked the security camera tapes from every single night he worked, but he can never catch him in the act. Jeremy would lock up at closing, then the motor oil would be gone the next day. My boss usually takes the tapes home with him to try and catch Jeremy stealing, but his daughter had a softball game last night, so he asked me to watch the tape for him. He offered to pay me overtime under the table, so obviously I took that offer. There are three cameras, so he gave me three different tapes to check. I figured it would be a long night, but I'm trying to save up for vacation, so I really needed the money. I took the tapes home, popped them in an old VCR, and sat back. Two days ago, the last time he worked, Jeremy started at 4 p.m. Everything seemed pretty normal at first. He counted up his drawer, switched off with the girl who was working before him, and waited for a customer. The first person who came in was Mrs. Templeton, the timestamp on the video read 403, a regular. She picked up her cigarettes and a newspaper and paid with a 20. Nothing unusual there. 
The next customer was some local guy named Ron. He drives a motorcycle, usually comes in every few days. He filled up his tank, got a bag of beef jerky, paid with his credit card, and then left. Next was some guy with a cowboy hat. I'd never seen him before, but we get plenty of strangers passing through, just like at any gas station. He got $40 worth of diesel fuel, paid with a $100 bill, and went on his way. I sat back inside. The only thing more boring than doing this job is watching someone else do it. <clears throat> My boss's offer was enough to keep me watching though, so I left the tape on. Everything seemed pretty normal. I had a feeling that if Jeremy was stealing motor oil, he knew we were suspicious of him by now. I didn't expect him to be dumb enough to let us catch him on camera. Things stayed boring and routine, routine until about 5 o'clock. At 5.03, Mrs. Templeton came back in. She must have forgotten something, but she didn't. She bought the same pack of cigarettes as before and the same newspaper. She paid with another 20. That's odd, I thought. But then again, she's a little absent-minded. I thought Jeremy should have told her since she already got her smokes. But it's not against the rules to sell somebody the same thing twice. That's when Ron came in again. He bought another tank of gas, filled his motorcycle again. I later checked the outdoor camera because I thought maybe he had another car he wanted to fill up. And the same pack of beef jerky. He paid with his credit card again. No big deal, I figured. This was just a weird coincidence. Mrs. Templeton is forgetful and Ron probably owns more than one Harley. That's when the guy in the cowboy hat came back in. I felt the chill run down my spine. Don't get Diesel. Don't get Diesel. I found myself whispering to my empty living room. But he did. He got $40 worth of diesel fuel and paid with another $100 bill. Every move he made was identical to his first visit right down to the way he scratched his nose before he walked out. Either this guy is rich, owns a lot of trucks, and just moved into town, or something really bizarre was happening. I kept watching. Every customer for the next hour was the same as before. Every single one. I was seriously freaked out. And then by 6.03, Mrs. Templeton walked back in. She bought her cigarettes and newspaper again and paid with a 20 again. I thought I was going to lose it. I only watched another half hour before I started fast forwarding through the rest. It was all the same. Every customer would come in at the exact same times, exactly one hour apart. Now I know what you're thinking. That sneaky motherfucker Jeremy had messed with the tapes. He had run a loop of his first hour of business over and over again. That wasn't the case. There are windows around the cash register area that the camera covers, and I watched the sunlight fade as time ran on. Jeremy's routine didn't loop over. He swept, mopped, restocked, and did all his duties exactly how you would expect, but the same customers kept coming in. I was panicking at this point. Something was seriously wrong with what I was seeing, and I had no explanation for it. I skipped ahead to when he locked up and walked out to his car. He hadn't stolen anything, but I kept watching just to make sure. I fast forwarded one last time to about midnight. At exactly 12.03, out of nowhere, Jeremy's face pops up on the camera. I don't mean he moved his head into view. I mean that one second the store was empty, the next second his face was all I could see. He wasn't looking at the camera, he was looking at me. I was sure of it. 
I screamed and fumbled for the remote. By the time I grabbed it, he was gone, just as soon as he had left. One frame he was there, the next he wasn't. My hands were shaking like crazy, but I popped in another tape. The other indoor camera shows the back area by the cash register, and I would be able to see how he got up to put his face in the camera like that. I skipped ahead to 12.03, but there was nothing. I would have been able to see him standing on a chair or something on this tape, but he wasn't there. I didn't see him enter the store at all after he left. It's like he wasn't really there. He doesn't know the security code, and no alarms were triggered that night after he locked up. What I did see, however, was that at 12.03, the motor oil vanished off the shelf. All of it. Same as Jeremy's face, one second it was there, and the next it wasn't. I turned the tape off and went to bed, but I didn't get a wink of sleep. My body is exhausted right now, but my mind is racing. That tape was undoubtedly the creepiest, most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life. I work in a few hours. My boss asked me to bring the tapes back in and let him know what I found. But really, what the hell am I going to say? Jeremy works the night shift tonight, directly after me, and the plan is for my boss to come in just before I leave and confront him with me as I'm supposed to be the one who caught him stealing. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I suppose I'll have to show my boss the tapes, but I don't want to watch them with him. I never want to see something like that again. I just can't get the image of Jeremy just smiling directly into the camera out of my mind. It was the creepiest look I've ever seen on another human being's face. Anyway, I'm going to try it again to get some last minute sleep before I have to go in and deal with this. I'll let you guys know what happens. Update, 2.49pm. Updating from my phone. Apologies in advance for errors. My boss just finished watching the last of the tapes. I told him what to expect, but you really can't prepare someone for something like that. He's scared shitless. I still am too. And Jeremy is due to come in at 4. We've got a little over an hour to get our shit together, but neither one of us knows what to say to him. Is he just a fucked up guy who likes to steal motor oil and scare the shit out of people? Or is he something else? I don't know if this is crazy, but does anyone think he could have anything to do with the time loop? My boss said he never noticed anything like that in the other tapes, but the way he popped up in this one made him think he knew I would be watching. It's like he wanted me to see what he could do, like he was showing off or something. The way he smiled into the camera was like a little kid showing you a sandcastle they just built or something. I don't know. I probably sound crazy. I sure feel the part. I'm going to talk to my boss some more. We have to calm ourselves down and figure out how to handle this. I'll update again tonight, but I have a really bad feeling about how this is going to play out. Update, 4.33 p.m. No sign of Jeremy. Tried calling him, but his phone has been disconnected. We're calling the police. Update, 5.33 p.m. No sign of Jeremy. Tried calling him, but his phone has been disconnected. We're calling the police. Update, 6.33 p.m. No sign of Jeremy. Tried calling him, but his phone has been disconnected. We're calling the police. Update, 7.33 p.m. No sign of Jeremy. Tried calling him, but his phone has been disconnected. We're calling the police. Update, 8.33 p.m. No sign of Jeremy. Tried calling him, but his phone has been disconnected. We're calling the police. Update, 10.58 p.m. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. I just got home and saw my previous updates. Things make less sense now than ever. Here's what I can tell you. 
I went to work, Jeremy never showed up, and my boss and I decided to call the police, as you're well aware. When I picked up the phone to call, though, the sun went out. I shit you not, that's what I thought happened. Apparently, I blacked out for exactly five hours, because when I looked at the clock, it was 9.33. I think I got stuck in Jeremy's time loop, and then I snapped out of it at the exact point I blacked out, if that makes sense. But that's when things got really weird. My boss was right next to me when I blacked out, ready to collaborate my story to the cops. When I came to, the phone was in my hand, but it was dead. Not even a dial tone. My boss was still right there, but he wasn't moving. He was standing up, but frozen. I looked at the clock again, and it wasn't moving. The second hand was stuck on the 12. It was 9.33 exactly. The clock on the register, computer screen, wasn't moving either. My phone was frozen. There was even a customer at the register waiting for my boss to get him cigarettes. I'm betting that would have been his fifth pack of the day. I got the fuck out of there. I didn't lock up, didn't turn the lights out, and sorry guys, I didn't grab the security tapes to upload on the internet. Believe me, that was the last thing on my mind. The gas station is on a major highway and cars were parked all along it, except they weren't parked, they were frozen. The people inside were sitting still as wax statues. I got in my car and prayed that it would start. Thankfully, it did. About halfway home, time started up again. The static from the radio turned into music like it's supposed to be, and from what I could tell by listening to the host talk in between songs, no one noticed a time freeze or whatever it was. I was the only one. Well, I'm sure Jeremy noticed as well. I still have no clue where he is or what he's doing. I'm hiding in my room and calling the police again in the morning. I don't know if I ever got through to them before, or if I did, whether they took me seriously. I'm scared for my life at this point. I'll update tomorrow, if I can. Final update, 10.33 a.m. I finally fell asleep last night around 4. I have no idea how I did it. I guess exhaustion finally got the best of me. This morning, I woke up to my phone ringing. It was my boss. He's been calling me since about 6. He woke up when time turned back on last night and immediately called the cops. They came by to see what was wrong and he told them everything. The police around here are the small time guys. They were more concerned with the missing motor oil than anything, but my boss figured he would take it as long as he had their attention. They decided to go looking for Jeremy. We keep all our employees' applications on file and since Jeremy just started working here, his was easy to find. They checked the address on it and headed over to his house. You're not going to believe what they found. The address Jeremy listed on his application was an empty lot, or at least now it is. There used to be a house there, but it burned down in 1993. Being a small town, almost everyone remembers that fire. A family of four used to live there back when. Rumor has it that they had an estranged son who they never really talked about, but I can't say for sure if that's true. What I can say is true is that after an insurance investigation, the fire was ruled an arson. The entire house was soaked in oil and torched with a Molotov cocktail. The entire family was sleeping when it happened. None of them survived. They never caught the guy who did it. <clears throat> Rumor has it that when they tried to contact his strange son, no one could find him. Anyway, my boss called and told me this and I freaked out. He then asked me to come to the gas station. What are you, crazy? I said, but he assured me that the cops were there with him. Then he dropped the bomb. The FBI was also in town, and they were going to talk to me one way or another, so I might as well come in. 
It was about 7.15. I wanted to go back to bed, but I figured I wouldn't be able to sleep much more anyway, so I went down. Four men in suits greeted me and told me to have a seat. We went over everything two or three times until they got all the details down. I told them about Jeremy, the security tape, last night at work, everything. Finally, after I finished, one of the agents said, Oh Christ, we got another one on our hands. Then they made me sign a bunch of papers saying I wouldn't tell anyone about what happened, so I can't say much more. I might be breaking a law just by posting this. So now I'm home. I'm not sure what to do with myself. That agent's words when I told him the story are going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Anyway, I've got to go. I have some errands to run today, and then I have to go into work to pick up some tapes. My boss and I think this new guy, Jeremy, he's a complete creep, is stealing motor oil, and I have to watch the security footage to see if I can catch him doing it. I have better things to do. My boss is paying me overtime, under the table, and I'm trying to save up for vacation so I could really use the money. It should be pretty simple. The oil always goes missing right after his shifts. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch him in the act, and that will be that. The end. <clears throat> so, waiting about that. Mm. It's pretty good. I like it. I, I like it. It's 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 um pretty intriguing because I I like the um the middle part where they're he's in the time loop. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And you know he's updating if during the time loop. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Doing the same thing, yeah, over and yeah. over again. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like that one a lot. That's really good. I really enjoy that one. So, all right. Uh, let us know what your favorite creepypastas is. You can email us at whateverjasonsoto at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash whateverwithjasonsoto and post your favorites there. Uh, okay, uh, that's it. Um, that's it for the episode. We're, we're going to call it because uh, that was very long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed no, talking. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the spooky talk that we're doing. We're going to yeah. do some more of it next week. Uh, so hold on. And next week we're going to be talking about our movie of the month, uh, which is uh, Sleepaway Camp. So I uh, hope you guys uh, get to watch it, talk about it with us, uh, and all that good stuff. And Mary's never seen it. She's never seen it. I she's know. Never, I'm looking forward to it. She knows it. nothing about it, and I am so excited for that. Because the only thing I know about it is that it's called Sleepaway Camp. So. <laughs> yes. And please do me a favor, Mary. Do not look up anything about it. Don't no, look any images up. Don't read anything about it. Just go in as blindly as possible because <laughs> you will be in for a treat. All right. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead and wrap the show up. <clears throat> Whatever with Jay Soto is hosted by me, Jason Soto, and my co-host, Mary Mitchell. I can be found on Twitter at WhateverJSoto, on Instagram at WhatevsJason, or you can email the show at WhateverJasonSoto at gmail.com. You should also head to whateverwithjsoto.com, and uh, that's our website. We're going to have episodes there. We'll eventually start posting stuff there soon. Uh, a lot of good stuff there. Uh, also, the Facebook page, again, is facebook.com slash groups slash whatever with Jason Soto. You can check that out as well. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, whatever with Jason Soto. And, yeah, uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you find high-quality podcasts like this. 
The mixtape intro song was made by friend of the show, Lackey, uh, who you can find on his SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com slash actionbyhavoc. The beginning and ending song is Liam Lynch's United States of Whatever from the album Fake Songs. We don't exactly have permission to use it, but fuck it. We have fair use on our side, so come at us, man. Come on. Yeah. Go ahead on. Uh, this show is made possible thanks to our Patreon members. Patreon members, you guys rock. Uh, we love you guys so much. You are so awesome. Uh, Chris R. from AfterCredits.com, thank you so, so much uh, for supporting us. Uh, the Vern from Cinema Recall, thank you very much, Vern. Uh, Bill Zaney, thank you, Bill, so much for uh, uh, supporting us. Uh, Mary? Tom, Tom. Thank you, Tom, so much. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Yes, thank you to everybody. Sorry, I'm very distracted. As I it's was okay. last week during the segment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, Big Mike Mendez. Thank you so much, Mike Mendez. You are awesome as always. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. And finally, the mysterious benefactor known as Silent Partner. Thank you to all of you guys. You guys are awesome, and I appreciate it. Every yes, we love we, we sincerely love you guys from the bottom of our hearts. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, I I, been, I meant to mention this last time. I'll mention it here. We have a goal set on our Patreon page. Uh, if our goal reaches fifty dollars, Mary and I, for charity, will watch <laughs> every single Fast and the Furious movie in one sitting on the same day. Oh my God. <clears throat> and it's going to be pure torture for us because yeah. we are not fans of those movies. <laughs> but we're doing this for charity. Um, Mary, what's the, Mary, what's the charity we're doing it for? Best Friends. For they animals. are a animal sanctuary yes, place. They, they help, help animals. They <clears throat> help um, – and you um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Shelters. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they, they give money to shelters and to animals in, um, you know, to promote no-kill shelters. Mm-hmm. They provide them with blankets and food and all the good things. Help our animal friends. Exactly. Yeah, so we are doing it for that charity. So if we get 50 bucks on our Patreon, we will do that, and we will donate all the, the entire $50 to that charity. So, you know, we're not going to keep none of it. We're not going to keep any of the nope. 50. We're not keeping a dollar. We're not Wanna keeping a penny. Give $50 Every single help thing. kittens and puppies. Everybody likes those. Yes, Great exactly. Cause. Exactly. And they need somebody to help them, let's be honest. Some exactly. puppy sitting in a shelter somewhere with no food and no, you know, blankets, just lonely and doesn't have any. They want to help that. So yes, if that, if you if you think <clears throat> that's a good cause, then give us this money so we can, you know. Yes, and we will we will give it. We will donate it right to them, and we will watch eight terrible Fast and Furious movies <laughs> <laughs> as a as a gift for you guys. I'm willing to put myself through that just to help the the animals yes. in the shelter. Absolutely. Indeed, yes. So patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. You can be a member and help us reach our goal. And if you do it, it's only five bucks a month. I mean, just five dollars, five single dollars uh, will, you know, uh, will go to our goal. And the other upside to that, not only do you get to uh, make us watch some terrible movies, uh, you get to hear episodes way in advance. Like right now, our Patreon members are hearing the David Giancola interview like way before anyone else is. 
So those six people we just listed right now are listening to that interview, but everybody else in the world has to wait uh, until it's officially dropped on the on the feed. So if you want to be, you know, if you want to get in uh, uh, super early on episodes just like that, five bucks a month, patreon.com slash whatever Jason Soto, uh, you are, you will be, you will be awesome. So thanks for doing that. Uh, Mary, thank you so much for, you for being my co-host as always, putting up with my nonsense week after week. I don't know how you do it. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate you. Thank you so thank much you. as always. And you to everybody out there, thank you very much for listening. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Mask up, wash your goddamn hands, and keep your head in the clouds and your feet in the mud. Adios. Bye-bye. Because this is my United States or whatever. And this is my United States.